This would be awesome with some steak, some no, fatty steak, you yeah, know? This is a really good wine. Yeah. This is great. What year is it? Um, this is a 2020 six sensor on. I guess some bad news. I don't think the last bit recorded. Any of that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at my computer and I'm like, honestly, it wasn't spectacular. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Welcome to the second episode of Bro Taste This. I am one of your hosts, Luis Pablo. Joined with me, as always, is going to be Juan Legend and Jay Motherfucking May. On the second episode, we deep dive into our issues of the week. We break down some of the stories that made us who we are today. We really dive into each other's personality, which was interesting for all three of us to learn about each other. And finally, we find out why I'm such a piece of shit in all the church retreats that I went to. Thank you for joining us. What's the date today, Lewis? Today is going to be 9-16th. Yep, 9-16th. Recording on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Damn. In my heart rate. It's 83, so I uh, should probably be a little bit concerned, but we'll worry about that when the time comes. Anyways, boys, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Do a light cheers. Yeah, cheers to the wine um, tonight. Cheers. cheers. This is really good, though. Yeah. It's delicious. Where'd you get this wine? She got this at Costco, actually. Wow. Shout out, Alo. Shout out, Alo. And then uh, our girlfriends are in the other room watching a uh, swinger show. A swinger show. Should we be concerned? No. <laughs> I, I hey, it was it was your girl's idea, so I don't know what that's. Apparently, like. apparently, apparently, I could use the day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's some Spanish show called uh, El Juego de las Llaves. Yeah. Speaking of Spanish shows, have you guys seen Money Heist, the newest season? No. I, I, you, sh- you should only watch it for one scene alone. Let me set it up for you. So there's this shit guy inside, and they're going to send him outside, and they're going to strap a fentanyl grenade to his chest. So the guy says to him, ¿Por cuánto dura sin respirar? And the guy responds by saying, Lo mismo que duro dándole por el culo a tu puta madre. Oh, hell no. And he just straps the grenade to his chest, and he's like, A ver si es suficiente. And he sends him out. <laughs> the smoke is just covering this guy's face, and he's running out. He's like, Policia, los renes, los renes. It's like, fucking, it. I've seen that scene like five times already. Wow. Lo mismo que duro dándole por el culo a tu puta madre. So I'm guessing it's that part about that scene that hooks you into it? Yeah. No, that's, this is really late on. This is the fifth season that just came out, but... That show's great. And I know nothing about that show. No, I, I feel I, like I'm tried, missing out now. I tried watching the first episode. I just I couldn't get into it. I just it's those really, just really Spanish. Yeah. 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 You know when you watch like a novela and that no manches, they talk like that. Yeah. Not this, bro. They they talk like the Queen's English, like, <laughs> like the lisp and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like that for five five hours and a season. I mean, it's a it's a long season. Yeah. So, I recommend it, but. I can understand why people don't get into it. I just, I was unaware of the show yeah. even existing. Where is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Five seasons. It's good. Money it's good. Heist. Yeah. Money Heist, yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. But, uh, well, boys, 
Time to get in some weekly news. Who, uh, who wants to go first? Who's feeling brave? I can go first. No, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I want to talk to you guys kind of about what you thought over um, the talks about the government having access to your bank accounts, um, checking transactions, especially for uh, um, for like people that are self-employed. They're they're starting to have access to to all the transactions through a bank, so they can see what you're pulling out and, and stuff. I'm this is on. new to me. I yeah, I was gonna be honest. That. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of low key thought the IRS could already do that. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's the? I, I think I think they needed to audit you to be able to to do that. But okay. now, but now they can track everything. So I mean, um, that's that could go even to to service workers, people that are serving. Yeah. Um, if they end up putting cash into a bank, yeah, um, that true. You know, as we all know in the service industry, at, at times people won't claim everything. Really? But they can. They can anything over six hundred dollars. They're allowed to look into now. So, so just any transaction that's over six hundred dollars. Anything. No. Yeah. Like not any transaction, but if you have six hundred dollars or more in that bank account, they'll be. They can look at it. It's like open. Mm-hmm. It's open. It's open to them, so they can yeah. see everything. But has that kicked in? Not or it's, it's, talk, it's, it's just there's talks about it. Talks about it. Okay. I was just I want to see kind of yeah. what you guys thought about that. If yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of fucked already though. Like if that does go through, mm-hmm. like that's. I mean that's. It's, it's some, people are saying almost invasion of privacy. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know what if someone? Yeah. Any any bit of transaction if you're trying to you know start a business or and you said the government is mm-hmm. looking at this or mm-hmm. is it bank specifically? Government. It's a government. Who's the IRS? Right. Right. IRS. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the purpose of this is for? That's what I'm trying to think. Like I don't know what. It, obviously. You think just it, trying to trying to catch people slipping more data mining, but. Yeah. Uh, I I had read that like the current administration was looking for ways to close like loopholes to like wealthier people, um, like taxes and like the IRS was going to be a tool that they employed. But but, that's but like yeah and like I, if that's like the the way that that it plans on being used, which is like super optimistic, right? Like I'm not trying to be naive. I'm saying like in a best case scenario, that's what happens. But that could easily not be the case. And, like, four years later, it could be a different administration. They use it for a different purpose. And, and the thing with that is it's it's a $600. Yeah, and that's not even that much. These people are... That's normal people. That's yeah, that's, that's literally, like, every ca- like every cashier, you know. Right. Everybody has, has $600 like, in their bank I wonder account. if it's maybe to do with the fact the last year was so much used for unemployment mm-hmm. that they're trying to be like, well, clearly you were doing something. You had money. Damn, that's a good point. I'm guessing also the big thing that stands out to me is illegal immigrants. Well, I mean... Because that's all cash and you're not, you know, you're not getting taxed on it and mm-hmm. you, especially, like, I know guys who are our age but they get paid in cash so they don't have to claim anything and then they still file for unemployment. But then they just won't put anything in the bank. Yeah, I think that's that's a very good point. I, I think that people are just probably going to stop using a bank as much then. Maybe, yeah. Because you hear, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. You, you hear Pe- about people wanting to use a bank less and less because, well, what's the point? Like You you don't even make money on interest, like on a saving account. Right. Like, on any account. You, yeah. you barely make interest on a mutual fund if you put yeah. it in, lock it in for six months. Yeah. It's nothing. It's barely beating inflation. You're probably better off, honestly, having like a Robinhood account and then just using like a Robinhood card so that I, you're, you're getting interest on that. You can just have it in an index fund, but yeah, I don't know what the true benefit of why the government would want to do it other than. Dude, I remember my grandmother retired with just money in her savings account and was able to live off of the interest. 
<laughs> she didn't even have a pension. That's crazy. She, she just, like... And she was, like, a grandmother who essentially worked her whole life. And for whatever reason, I found this out. My granddad didn't work the majority of his life. So she was over here hustling, providing for 15 kids, and still retired. And with money in her bank account, I was able to retire like that. And, like, just live off that interest in Mexico and shit. I'm sorry, the money thing is great, but 15 kids. <laughs> that's the only thing I caught up <laughs> Can, can you imagine being pregnant for 16 years straight? Yeah, that's, that's I'm sure it's a little bit more spread out, but yeah, you're not wrong. Like, it was probably worse. It, it was pre- least, <laughs> least, even worse. Right? I'm thinking like 20 or something like that. Yeah, I hear about people having kids like, oh, they go, oh, they're two years, three years apart, but bro, if you if you have even if you have them way back to back, dude, if you start at six, if you start at 16, you go for 20 years, you end at like bro. 20, 36, and she's working. She was fifteen like, kids, pregnant dude, most of the time. She had she, was she had a farm, like she had animals in a farm, bro. That's, that's the only way to really do fifteen <laughs> kids. That's the only way that she she li- possible. She literally lived like fight or flight her whole life, man. Like that's yeah. like that's that's crazy. That's awesome. But one of them is gonna come good, and, and I complain. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I complain when I gotta take the dog out. Fucking, guys, this shit again. Yeah, fifteen kids is a lot. Shit. Uh, about okay. about the IRS, so just to like finish, what do you what are you guys' final thoughts on it then? Um, I I'm not a fan of it, um, and I I just think of of just those situations like invading people's privacy. You know, like yeah, it's just it, it just that amount is too low, right? It, it's it's way too low. If they're targeting if they're targeting rich people, then then target rich people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like put those numbers way up there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. And that's 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 something I feel like they don't they don't target properly because that's why they have so many not to get off subject but like why they have so many people that are like don't tax the rich don't tax the rich but I feel like they say that because they think that they're part of that yeah. but, but there's like yeah. there's that point zero one percent that's actually that yeah. that's what who should, they should target you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like yeah. the Bezos who like, right. Magnified his right. wealth during the pandem- pandemic yeah. by who knows how much, you know. Yeah, not the kind kind of rich has a big house. That's not rich, bro. The the rich are like the uber wealthy. Yeah, right. Yeah, that kind of goes into my point um, that I want to bring up today, which is uh, the Met Gala was this last week in the last seven days, and I found it really interesting that uh, very light AOC, oh, <laughs> AOC uh, wore a dress, a white dress, and on the dress it said tax the rich in red colors now i like aoc i think she's very funny on twitter i think she clearly she's kind of the next wave of these new politicians because they have an online presence they're alike they have a touch with the youth i did find it strange that that's where she decided to make a point because you're at this super exclusive invite only only rich and wealthy people are there it's like dude you're at you have home advantage, and that's where you decide to wear a dress that says tax the rich. Like, you're not at a charity event. You're not yeah. making a stand during a, a but, talk or a presentation. Like, you're you're part of them. You're you're out there with the rich saying, like, oh, tax them. I, I just really it, don't understand that, it. it. Isn't that kind of like going into the lion's den, though? Like, no. I, what would you... Because... Like, I think furthermore, if she really wanted to make a stand... Yeah, present like a more effective alternative that you think... I think to truly make a stand, she's like, hey, I was invited to this, but I don't want to go because... Or say... But don't you think that that would have been like... 
30 seconds of news coverage versus... No, like, I think it would have been more. I think, she, knowing AOC, I think she could... Because, like, look at all, like, the images that have been replicated everywhere, and, like, people see it. Like, it's like a Joker-like image, you know? Right. Like, just like that alone is worth, like, viral material. Yeah, and, and, it, and it did go viral, yeah. and I think that's ultimately the goal that she wanted, but I did find an odd taste in my mouth that she's doing it at the Met Gala. Like, of all the places to do it, she did it while she was there in the white dress. Well, my understanding with the Met Gala, I don't pay attention to any of these celebrity balls or anything like that, but, like, I was passing through my um, living room, and I saw that it was on Primer Impacto, and the dude was commenting about how the Met Gala's, like, dress theme is stand-up for a cause or something like that. This time, it... Or something like that, right? And, and so, like, if that's the theme, like, it's not even that off theme, like, like, and that's kind of her brand. It's yeah. it's that's so like, I don't like, I don't know, like, I what other things should she have gone as? Like, that's kind of her brand, you know? Like, it was kind of like representation. Yeah. Of yourself, damn, that's <clears throat> a strong one. I just found it weird that she decided to do it at the Megala. Like, I get it that it's a theme that... But if she would have done it at just, like, some random, like, donor, like, shit, it would have been seen as corny as hell. Because she would have been, like, the only one there cosplaying. Versus, like, everyone else there was also cosplaying. That would have also gotten just as much traction as she got on this. Like, Jay Balvin wore a, a three-piece suit that had flowers printed all over, and also, like, a face mask of, like, a cloth. With flowers printed all over. Like, it was... Everything there was over the top. Like... Yeah, it wasn't the fact that it was over the top, but... Yeah, I did... Like I said, the part that I found weird is... You're with them. You're at... And the people that are there, they're like, oh, yeah, supporting her. It's like, yeah. oh, you're you're the rich. Like, yeah. I don't get it. I, I definitely get what you're, what you're saying, but I, I understand what Juan's saying, too. You know, I mean, I, I think the only way to kind of understand the big picture is to see what her, what her objective was, you know, and talk to her and see what... Yeah, that's you know, what really her her, her thought process was because sure. it could really go either way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems kind of cliche to be like amongst rich and say that, but at the same time, it's like it gets a lot of publicity. So maybe she wanted to show them, like, she was she like is she there standing up to them, being like, hey, you should be tackled more, or is she there like just to have it, you know, just you know, yeah. just honor. You know what I mean? I guess it's probably the first point based off of what we know of AOC. I kind of view this event as like. Parallel. Do you guys remember Rutger Bregman, that dude who went to Davos, like Norwegian economist, and told them all, like, why are y'all over here talking about charities and like um, different policy objectives and bullshit like that? Like, you know that you just need to tax the rich. And he like basically sat there and told them all to their faces, like the wealthiest people in the world, like the people in charge of these companies, right? And he just told them that. So uh, this is kind of like similar to to that event in in my opinion but like that's okay it's it's less it's less strategic i feel like it could have been done i I don't i couldn't tell you like how it could have been done better but in a way i feel that it could have she probably executed as best as she did with the resources she had at the time so i i do see your point of she she wanted to bring it up of like, hey, this is something that I have an opportunity to go. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, it's super exclusive. And how well, often is she going to get an invite? Yeah. 
and plus we're living in 2021 like the um pandemic has shifted and made the economy even more unequal it has grown the wealth oh, of the yeah. of the walmarts the amazons the disney's it has like com- facebook's it's completely like so i'm not gonna like sit here and nitpick every like person who has the balls to stand up to the american media and be like no, text the sure. rich i just thought it was an interesting point but it is it, it, it i mean it drove a shit ton of conversation yeah all right, but to move on to topics, yeah, it is... Uh, what do you got for this week? September 16th, five days after 9-11. I want to bring up 9-11 with you guys. I'm not well, first trying to, like, let's all approach this. Yeah. Let's all admit it was an inside job. <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted to say. Get the hell out of here. I was gonna say, I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to allude to any like no. The Simpsons truth, called it truthism or anything like that. <laughs> the Simpsons called it, man. I I more want to talk like thank you, thank you. bring up like the the culture uh, that came after 9/11. Yeah. Um, and also how it like affected your guys' life. If like at what age you guys became conscious of. Either 9-11 and Iraq and Afghanistan in general. I'm talking about, like, the Middle East theaters. Like, We're the last age group that was has a very conscious memory of what happened. Because even then, I mean, we can all talk about where we were. I think it's very uh, on topic. I remember being in first grade, so you're six, seven years old, and my mm-hmm. teacher saying to and you guys are still younger than me, my teacher said to us, like, oh, some bad people just did some bad things. And then they just sent us home. And I came home, my parents were home, and they were watching the news. And yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And then you don't get the I, the full uh, virtue of whatever happened until afterwards, until yeah. you're older. And I had, actually, a social studies teacher when I was in high school. He kind of replicated what happened that day. So we were in the middle of class. He's like, oh, let's just watch some bullshit. And as... <laughs> class is playing a teacher walks in he's like oh did you just hear what happened you gotta turn on the news and he starts the i mean they're kind of going back and forth he leaves the classroom and you were watching the plane hit the second tower and all of us were like what the fuck is this happening again like we're so confused that you know so i was like 16 at the time and he said it was like that's what it was like like you guys are super confused right now you guys are probably like wondering what the hell's going on it's like that's what it was like. that's kind of a stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like he's like yeah that's what it was like it was, to you, get you know, blown up yeah it was just i mean i think it's a little bit different but <laughs> we all clearly know what happened yeah. it's, it's national tragedy it's it's crazy it's it's definitely crazy and i mean as i as a kid you just don't understand that type of stuff and i was like four years old so i knew but i didn't understand but as I got older, I began to understand the repercussions of it. Um, I have my my stepdad um, was in the military at that time, and he ended up getting deployed during that time. So when my brother was born, he wasn't even there. He was out there. He's he's and he's on the front lines. He's he's uh, he's a marine, so he's he's out there in the in the field, like with with the real the real things that are going on, and it's, it it hits home for him, and I can see how it affected like people that were directly involved you know it's oh, for it's, sure. it's 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 crazy it's crazy i mean what can i say like i like you i was in kindergarten 
Um, I, it was a half day back when like kindergarten was half day. I don't know if it's still like that. Um, but and I was at at my house and my uncle was taking care of me. Um, the TV was on and like the only images that were on TV, like on any channel essentially, were um, nonstop coverage of like these smoky, hazy scenes in New York and uh, the towers, you know, with like, you would just see like people falling off and this and that. And like, you're like a little kid, you know, like, yeah. this is kind of like the first like political event you're almost aware of, like... I don't know, maybe other people were a little bit more conscious than than I was, but in my, like, childhood memory, that seems to be the biggest, most significant political event I was, like, conscious right. of in that age. But I do remember, like, always having this, like, eerie feeling of, like, the way that politicians talked about, like, the Middle East was, like, kind of just, like, jargon and, like... Well, really uh, painted a picture very yeah. similar to what they did in terms of propaganda during the 30s and 20s of the yeah. and Russians. Yeah. It like, almost gave them, like, a perfect platform to just be like, they're the enemy, right. and that's why the taxes are what they are. Yeah. And they would always use, like, the sanitized language, like, insurgents and stuff like that. Like, you can just call them enemies that you're trying to kill. Like, you don't have to come up with these new terms that, yeah. like, you're... And there's just like a laundry list of things like that. Um, yeah, the amount of racism that we kind of like normalized. Yeah, after that was, dude, it, I, it almost like started like a new wave of racism. A hundred percent. Two thousand one. After that, it was like any, anybody that was of color. You saw yeah, that. It, it, it's easy to group them. Yeah, you know, oh for sure. And I mean, yeah. in, the, in USA, I mean, they do it all the time. You know, during Reagan, it was communism. You know, yeah. they just grouped them in a huge, a huge bubble yeah. of who that was. Right, it meant nothing. And it, and it could have been anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just it's well, right, that's they what they do. Group and you know, and they'll do anything. You know, to do to to take care of that. You know. Yeah, it's similar to the, the last uh, presidency administration where they just picked anybody who was brown. So it didn't matter what brown you were. It was like, oh, you Muslims, yeah, Central American, yeah, Mexican. Yeah, it was. So no, I yeah, I think that in. Even talking about it today makes it very obvious that that's what had happened, and that's why we have this new wave of, of what we kind of have the modern racism. It's 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 unfortunate, and it's it's just bred into us. And I, you oh, know, when yeah. we and to be quite honest, I I felt victim into it, not in a way where I I, where I judged them in a way where I was, where I had anything towards them, but in a way you felt almost a little uncomfortable. But because of past experience, you know, like yeah. what you see yeah. on TV as a kid, what you see, it's like. I felt uncomfortable. Then you go through. I was like, I shouldn't be uncomfortable. Yeah. They're normal. They're normal. Yeah, yeah. They're just like me. They're you almost have to untrain yourself from media bias. You have to yeah. train yourself. And there's and yeah. there's people that won't do that, and they'll just fall victim to that. Yeah, and they're still they yeah they still think we're they're like lot like that rah rah like I need an enemy mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Outsiders stay out. Yeah, and I think maybe that's what's going on with uh, the problem today. Where we're 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 looking for an enemy without there being one. Uh, Juan and George are finishing the last bit of their wine. It's so beautiful. I guess we should talk about the wine, huh? Before we move on, though, I do want to get your guys' opinion on the media's reaction to Biden leaving the Afghanistan theater and war. Like, like what do you guys think? Um, in my opinion, like, I think uh, 
whatever way any president's gonna leave a war, the like the American war hungry media is gonna like beat the war drums since they're literally sponsored by the same companies who drop the right. bombs and make the planes. But I mean, I would love to hear you guys' opinion. Man, it's like, hey, what do you think about a blind people? <laughs> that's that's, that's tough, what you man. just asked. That's tough. Uh, George, you want to take this one? Man, I, I really, I really, I really don't know, man. That's such a, that's such a tough topic to discuss. I know, one hundred percent. And that's what kind of this podcast is for. Is like, let's open up wine and let's open up issues. Um, yeah. Which, which is kind of why I really wanted to do it. Um, so I have a very nice. Where am I going? With That's this? an interesting word to use right now. So. I have a very nice, perfect combination of groups that I'm able to interact with. So my normal life is very leftist, very, very liberal. And that's how I kind of live my life a lot. Um, and the people that I work with who will be unnamed, it, the people that I interact with the most, which is the people you work with, are extremely rightist like the most conservative people I've ever met like are these the engineers in Kenosha they will go unnamed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no I'm not asking for names but you're still working in that place right okay okay I'm not asking for any names quit immediately (laughs) (laughs) that's what Juan's trying to say we'll say listen to this they will openly have Fox News up on their computer like open like I will walk by in the morning good morning good morning and they're like hey what's up man and they, they have Fox News up on their computer so home team advantage what's the age range you're like doing I'm or, part of the new employees and we're all around the age of 22 to 30 and even then some of them are kind of rightist but yeah a majority of the employees are I would say probably 70 to 60 percent of them are older guys who have been in the field for quite a while um, especially engineering okay so afghanistan so wrapping up the point as soon as that had happened they made it very clear that they weren't they, they were looking for something that, like, to talk about yeah they're yeah. like okay, man fucking biden sucks i can't believe he's doing this he's killing our own troops the blood is on his hands and the way that i felt about it was like I think it's pretty naive to say that Biden is doing a good job. He got dealt he, a very shit hand of cards, so it was very tough. No matter what you did, you're, especially you're coming off of an up in pandemic, so no matter what, the economy is going to look like shit. And I think that was just another pile of shit to add on top of their hatred towards him. I have no doubt that there would be a Republican yeah. president in 2024. Hundred percent. Just because it's now more than ever, it's. I mean, it's home in a way, home in a way, like left, yeah. right, left, right. It, that's what people want. Yeah. They're like, you won this one, we're going to get the next one. It's almost like... So, yeah, that's that's what I think. It, ultimately, like, I don't think any way that he, he that he left would have been ideal. Yeah. But... They would have, like, nitpicked every every decision that he would have taken. Anyway. But this just was, like, the, wor- the worst outcome that could have been possible. But, and, yeah. and that's the thing with a decision like the word in itself like it's a decision like he's making it for all of us yeah. like, there's people against it there's people for it but he has to make <laughs> he has to right. make a decision you know just just so we all remember though for some like additional context Trump said he was going to do this as well but then he spoke to his generals and they talked him out of it because he was told that it would look like too much of a mess in front of the media so 
essentially like the only reason he didn't want to do it was because he was going to get this reaction from the media right and like i like i was a fucking like anti-biden guy like during the primary and all that shit like i don't want to give him credit like but on this issue he's like been the most anti-war president in like the last 20 years oh for sure so just like with like the the met gala thing like you kind of got to take your wins where you get oh for sure yeah and i think a compromise is when no one ends up happy and no one ended up happy this time around yeah literally no one's happy that's what you got to do yeah like you got it like you said pick your battles and Mm -hmm. this one is you're gonna eat a shit cake but you're gonna eat it yeah you're gonna you might as well eat it one spoonful at a time and like the dude talked about how we wasted 300 million dollars a day a day in afghanistan yeah what does that mean for like the more broken down communities in our, our own country yeah like what how could that have helped them versus us literally pouring money yeah into the coffers of these military contractors yeah, and suddenly a 1600 dollars paycheck was it's like well yeah 30 million spread across you know 300, 300 million. million people per day 300 million dollars per day yeah we say that and we think that they do better with the money but they probably still wouldn't have done nothing <laughs> they didn't they, they, even if we didn't go to war they, they had the money man, they fell some apart some golf when we left that place <laughs> in a few a days of course in yeah. a new a new yeah. beach in, in Florida alright uh, let's talk about today's wine this week's wine we have a beautiful six cents where is it from do you know Lodi California well, this is uh, the 2018 Six Sense to Raw. And now that we've uh, had most of it, what do you guys think? I personally love that one. I think it's good. Yeah, I it's like the Raw quite a lot. I, yeah, I do so as I think well. no matter what. Easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I hate, easy to drink. I hate easy wine. I hate like a Pinot Noir where you can add ice cubes and Sprite to it. <laughs> and this is like, on the complete polar opposite and, scale. Where and, there's, yeah, there's, I mean, some, there's some good Pinot Noir. Yeah. Relax, relax. <laughs> there's some <laughs> good Pinot Noir out there. <laughs> no, I, I like this a lot. It's uh, 2018. Oh, shit. You know, we say Pinot Noir is easy, but it's like... It's hard to make. It's, it is hard <laughs> to make. That's what I was just going to say. That. Uh, this is uh, 15% alcohol. It's got a 60 grams of 0.6 grams of acidity for every 100 milliliters. Its pH balance is 3.57. And we got an anonymous review here that says, well-balanced and overall great wine. Good. Shut the fuck up. Good nose. Wonderfully complex. You know that guy Good. doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. Bro. <laughs> and, of course, three people agree with it. Oh, Fucking so. Karen. Uh, we got Brand Geese 218. No. I bought this after having a blended red with Syrah. It is out my favorite. That's a sentence. It is, period, out oh. my favorite. He was so excited he couldn't get the word right. Okay, great. <laughs> clearly you need to fuck off. What, what do you guys rate it? What do I rate what it? Do you one through ten. We should come yeah. up with a rating. That's system. true. One through Let's ten. organize it now. One, like one through ten. Yeah, like one green ten. through Kanye. Excuse me. Green through. No, Kanye? never mind. Green. Wrong rating system. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain more yourself? like more like little pump to Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little pump to Kanye. Um, yeah, I like this a lot for the price. What was it? I actually have no idea. This is, I, I would I would guess like the all price on here is twenty dollars. 
this is eighteen dollars okay. website. Should we? Oh, you said twenty five. That means you would have paid twenty five. So. Yeah. Should we ask the girls? I would pay twenty five for this bottle. I just oh. want to know how much she paid. I'll for take it. the internet's yeah. worth. Right. Right. Eighteen dollars. So let's say twenty. Take her. Take her. Leave two dollars. I you think know, this just is cover our base. Plus or minus five dollars. Yeah. Plus or minus, I I could do plus five dollars. I still buy. Plus or minus five dollars. Yeah, that's a. a I, I pay twenty five dollars. I this would bottle. I would gladly drink this again. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough to drink it on a regular night though. Maybe some steak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I agree. some steak. I agree. Okay, and uh, let's go into this week's topic. I thought it'd be fun if, you know, second episode here, we got to know each other a little bit better. That we ask each other a very deep rooted question. Both of mine um, are the same. It's a, how much do you want to have anal sex with me? So we'll see how far that gets us. we got another hour to fill. Uh, so who wants to go first? Are we doing a 1 through 10 again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1 through 10. Uh, no, no, no. I do have real questions. Uh, should I just start since I'm... Yeah, no, please. All right. I do have a good question for Juan. I think it'll branch off nicely. So... For those who do know Juan even a little bit, you'll know that Juan is a very much justice-centered fellow. Would you describe yourself as a justice-centered guy? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Like, you're very much of like, this is wrong, we should be doing something about this, what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, I have like a... I... I don't know. Due to my, I believe my upbringing, like I, I was a trailer park kid. I was like, I come from immigrants. I was born like a, with a political identity. So, so my my big question for you that I really have I've wanted to know the more I thought about this is, where did that come from, and why do you feel like it's such a deep rooted personality trait? Because I've only seen it in a handful of people, of like that they just want what's best yeah um for others too yeah, yeah no it's for not, others, it's like, not uh, him it's not no, how best for him no he wants I would, I would completely agree. Uh, that's the big thing too because like I said I've only seen it in a handful of people in my entire life mm-hmm. of people who are like hey no this is wrong yeah and sometimes I mean I've seen you talk about issues yeah. that don't involve you at all that don't involve you know young yeah. Mexicans no I think um being like an American kid having grown up like with immigrant parents Having grown up in a in a trailer park, having seen like um, deportations uh, completely um, decimate families that used to be um, stable around me in a trailer park, that sort of stuff like it just gets ingrained in you and and it doesn't leave you. Like um, yeah, I had I had friends that used to be my friends and like we spent years together being best friends, being neighbors, stuff like that. And then, like, something happens, and suddenly, like, you're a beaner, get the fuck out of this country, like, yeah, like, and their parents are saying the same stuff to you, so, boom, like, suddenly you're just like, what the fuck? At what age did you, because I feel like all three of us would probably have an age that's maybe similar or close to one another of, like, oh, racism is real, and it's not just, like, kids telling racist jokes at the playground, it's very much like, oh, no, this is racism, and, and it's targeted towards me. I mean, for me, I can remember, like, just to, like, not go on too long. I can remember, like, three events. Like, I remember when I first moved to the trailer park, I had a new bus stop, and I had a shit ton of kids that were getting off there. And I sat next to this, like, like just normal-looking, like, white kid. And I was talking to him, oh, you live here, too, this or that. 
oh, we maybe we should hang out sometime. And he's like, nah, my mom said I can't hang out with Mexicans. It's like, oh shit. And how old were you? <laughs> I was like in third grade. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then, and and he was like, yeah, and he was like, he had autism and stuff. So you would think he would be like, just like. Yeah, I need all the friends I need. In a way, like, just be friendly with I mean, whoever fair, approaches yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Like, you're going to have it hard enough as it is, just like you would think. But, like, that was not how he, like, how he was brought up. I wouldn't even put that and on him. He's regurgitating. Yeah, music. exactly. He's just regurgitating what he hears at home. Right. Um, another one, I literally, basically seven years later, in the same place, I... Um, I had a really close friend. We had been friends for like three, four years. Um, he had was kind of like a nerd. I was kind of like a nerd. We played computer games. The works. Uh, he was also white. He lived right in front of me. Like, and then some shit happened. I couldn't even tell you whose fault it was. Like between him and my brother, where my brother they were playing football outside. Um, my brother ended up with broken teeth, and my parents were like, "Well, let's see how. Let's see like who's gonna take care of this. Like, what happened? This or that." And the moment they showed up over there, like, her, like her mom and him, because it was just them two, were just like, you fucking beaners need to go back to where you came from, this and that. And like, ever since then, like, they would, like, see you looking at them out the window and, like, stick their middle fingers at you and just, like, so it was just, like, day or night. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were best friends one day, and then the next day, something happened, and suddenly you're, you're fucking, fucking beaners. beaners. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then... As, like, my last, like, incident where it just ingrained it into me with that, like, your existence is political in this country. Um, I was a senior in uh, Delavan, and I was watching the guys play soccer. And they we, they were playing Elkhorn, uh, Elkhorn area soccer, yeah, whatever. And, like... Which is, all, we should rephrase, it's a very... Country, right? Delavan is a very small town in the southeast Wisconsin. That is, thank you, Luis. Like a some context. Yeah, just yeah. it's a very dense populated town. We live in Paul Ryan's district. We live like right. twenty minutes away from where Paul Ryan was elected. Yeah. Um. So pretty much the southeast Wisconsin area is very in the the Lake Geneva, old Chicago money. So it's yeah. a very conservative county. Like, but Delavan yeah. happens to be like this densely Mexican. I wouldn't even Mexican say densely, dude, because like we're like thirty percent Mexican. But they're just like no, but just that's too the, much. The to region them. of yeah. Wisconsin, yeah, Delavan stands out. Yeah, because it's yeah. it's not even that much, but to them that's too much, you know. Like, right, it's a very small county, but uh, yeah, you notice there's a big Mexican influence in the county. Yeah, and Alcorn, which is another small town, is much known for. I mean, which is where, where, I, where I live now is the, much a very small town. There's not a Walmart in town. There's a Piggly Wiggly. It's very small business driven, and it's very uh, I would say very Caucasian country, country mm-hmm. oriented. Yeah. Right. So yeah. No, please, please continue. Point is, we were chilling there, and uh, we're watching the guys play soccer. It's a super competitive game. These two are like essentially cross town rivals. Yeah. And. Um, then like they're wearing blazing orange and then they start chanting usa usa which is awfully weird to chant during a high school game yeah where both teams are primarily american born exactly exactly they start chanting that they start chanting build that wall build that wall 
Trump, yeah. Trump, Trump. Yeah. And then, like, dude, I was still too naive, dog. I was still too naive, Luis. Like, I was like, oh, no, man, this is just, like, for, like, comp- competition, yeah. this or that. And then four years later, I meet Jim motherfucking Black. Dude, I meet him, dude, and he's, like, telling me, yeah, I moved to Honduras to, like, fight CIA death squads. So this uh, this incident that we're talking about, in uh, April of 2016, Fox Milwaukee actually made a giant report about it. So, I mean, it did make na- national news, essentially, yeah. that during a high school game, some of these kids were chanting, build that wall, and... That was actually two years later, bro. That's how much it happens. Really? Yeah, 2016 is two years after I was done, bro. 2014. So it happened. It happens a lot. Look up Beloit Elkhorn High School, 2014. That's the only one that made it on the news that year. But Elkhorn would do it to so many people. Yeah, no, it's it's a town that kind of prioritizes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so like, I would say that, like, just seeing that and and then meeting Jim... Who quite literally put his money we, where we his mouth is? We will have on the show. We will. We absolutely have to have Jim Black on the show. Um, yeah, we'll 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 get that done. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, at my local gym in the same town of Elkhorn, I will see. Uh, I thought it was just one guy, but I will see uh, more than one guy wearing a uh, Trump "Make America Great Again" hat, mm-hmm. just openly, which is like. Yeah. Y- you're here amongst other people who agree with you. Like you're not making a different a statement like, yeah <laughs> you're not convincing nobody that's like yeah it's, it's really strange that's yeah. like me going to fucking lactate central and being like it lactose sucks right <laughs> like, yeah. so we're making these yeah i truly don't understand the the whole idea of like you're you're at a place where you can just say whatever you want and get away with it like i truly don't get it mm-hmm. like you want to be brave say build that wall at fucking kenosha or milwaukee which are like two very diverse towns. Exactly. You're not making a big difference. I mean, I think at that point they were just like doing it because like they wanted to get under your skin. Yeah, re- yeah. remind you, you, yeah. you remind you like the little Hispanics, you know, like oh, this is sure. our place, you know, yeah. like, that sort of thing. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, how did that make you? How did that make you feel? Like, what's your thought process through that? Like, what do you think they're? You think these people actually don't like you, or how do you, how do you take those type of situations? Like. You think they generally have like a dislike for Mexicans, or do you think it's just you know like you said to get under your skin? Because you know you can make fun of someone. I can make fun of Luis and yeah. get under his skin, but you know and I don't. I don't, mean, I don't mean it. You know what I mean? Like I don't mean. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? So no, no. You know, it's one of those situations, or you do you take it personally? Like no, okay, okay. I can see why some people would say that, but that shit does not happen in inner cities. Yeah, that shit does not happen there, bro. Oh, 100%. So like, like even if you're trying to get under somebody's skin and like just trying to like get any angle for your town and like trying to support your team, like you don't see that shit happening in more diverse communities yeah. because it's a little bit personal, right? So, but like, how do you how do you take it? Um, and again, this isn't we're not talking about a like state playoff final. Yeah, no, it was like, like, no normal game, like, you know, like terrible, season. terrible football teams <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. We're talking about a regular season game. <laughs> the soccer teams. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, why are they chanting this? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, the the way I took it, like I said at that time, dude, I took it as like you're essentially like you're saying, mm-hmm. like it is just that. People love competition. They'll use any angle. Yeah. And I was young and naive, dude. Because then I, I grew up out of that shit real quick. The moment, like, other stuff ha- started happening, like... So, so what's your thought process? Like, how do you, how do you feel about it then now? 
I mean, I just think it's a, a signal for, like, some of the forces that exist in, in America today, man. Like, but yeah. Do you, do, you think that's race, do you think that type of racism is everywhere, though? Do you think it's, like, in other countries? Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's differences between ethnic groups everywhere. Yeah, there's um, always gonna be. Yeah, there's always gonna be that. Um, but I mean, and, and that's I don't I don't know that that like makes you feel better. You right. know, like yeah. Do, you, yeah. do you think it could be changed at some point? Do you think some way in the future we can all unlearn those type of those See, type of things? I, I would think so, but at the end of the day, we are now so many years past like the civil rights movement and you know a couple the, the year after the black rights uh black lives matter movement that it really does feel like this isn't ever going to change it, and it, it's early on you know <laughs> yeah you, you know that type of stuff those type of movements were 40 years ago 50 right. years ago like you think like you know change doesn't year, happen that quick you know right. and, I, and i have the hope that one Let's, day those type of things will change like i have the hope that you know that that could at some point will evolve to be right. so much more united but at the same time we're we're always gonna like we're all always gonna look different to each other like, yeah. yeah that's not gonna change you know like, yeah and our roots we're never gonna let that go like we're yeah. all i know we we get that type of talk but we're proud to be you know have that those differences like yeah. i know i am like i'm very like when i i when someone makes fun of or has ever had made fun of me like at first you know you're a little hurt but as I grew up, I felt like I just felt like proud of it. Like, yeah. like I'm, I am so proud because I, I learned I have another language, I have a whole other culture. It's like a whole other life. Yeah. Like I have two lives, you know. That's I'm true. like, I'm happy about it. So when anyone, so whenever anyone says something to me, I'm like, it doesn't even like phase me because I'm like, yeah. I feel like I have something, you know. Like I have the upper hand, you know. Not, not you for, for talking down on me, you know. It's yeah. very much groupthink where because someone says some bullshit about whatever thing that you like whether it be you know our culture whether it be the the way we rate the way we were raised and, and anything where you do tend to support that factor a lot more than you originally would so if someone makes fun of the way you look the way you talk it's like yeah i got an accent or yeah you know i'm brown or whatever it definitely does make you reinforce the fact that you do like it way more mm-hmm. so. especially you know so yeah. you think that 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 shaped you to be kind of how how you think about things? Now? Yeah, I would say that yeah. that's like like ninety percent, and then like the last ten percent is Jim Black and Martin Luther King because I share like a pretty close birthday with Martin Luther King, and I was always like super exposed to him because I was always talking about him like around me and like looking. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Martin Luther King had like a super powerful anti-war streak in him where he was like like. He called the United States government the number one purveyor of terrorism in the whole world. Yeah. So, like, he, him and uh, Vietnam and all of that just, like, solidified my thoughts that, huh, yeah, all this stuff about us having, like, all these bases around the world and all these military operations and all that just kind of solidified all those beliefs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say that that would be... Um, basically how I would break down my belief structure. Yeah. That's great, man. I've always been yeah. curious. So, uh, Does that mean you go to Jordan? Uh, no, I, I think you should definitely take the, the next question, uh, whoever you want to ask. All right. If you want to ask George your question. Okay. Nah, yeah, I was curious about George, man, since you have the slightly less um, normal to us because we're so, you know, 
exposed to Mexicans rather than other different uh, Latin and Hispanic cultures. Number one, what differences do you see between like Salvadorian versus like Mexican culture? And number two, dude, you gotta go into like how your grandmama came in here yeah. and like what what was. What, was it just your grandmother that was Salvadorian, or was it both grandma, grandpa? Yep. Okay. Both of them. Yeah, both of them came. Both of them came at the same. Time. Like, what was what? What were they like over there? Were they like? Yep. So they were they were teenagers at the time. My grandparents were about um, eighteen years old when all this started happening. Yeah. Um, so at about eighteen years old, they were. They were about to have their first kid, like 19, they had their first kid. Okay. But at that time... They had 19? 19. And what kind of backgrounds did they um, have? So my grandma's Italian and Salvadorian. Okay. They were both They both grew up there. Yeah. Um, her dad died when he was when she was like one years old. My grandfather, the same thing. His dad died when he was about seven years old. Each of their parents had like seven kids. Um, they grew up poor. Okay. They grew up poor, but that was... that, like that was common. urban country? No, that was, that was common in El Salvador, you know, for them to grow up kind of in that... It's just the poor. It was very. There was a big difference from the wealthy and, and the normal people. It was. Yeah. It was very extreme, and that's kind of what. Um, that's kind of what made or caused um, caused the uh, that that civil war to kind of happen. You know, it was it was the, the inequality. Right. The, the inequality was just was crazy. Um, you know, and, and a big a big thing is a few big incidents happened, and the reason they had to leave. You know, my. Um, it, it was bad. I, I'm kind of how you think of like Black Lives or like you know a protest. Yeah, you know, Black yeah. Lives Matter had their protest. That's what young people and, and normal people and like people of the of the of the, the country, class. the working class, were having to the government. But it wasn't like here. It was you. You talk bad about the government. You get you get punished. So even my grandfather, he was in college at the time. And there's so we're talking about like the 70s, 60s, late 70s. This is late 70s, so like 78. Um, he was in college at the time. It's a it's a story that he, he tells us often. He he um he was outside. There was people protesting. He wasn't a part of that just because he, he, was he just knew better. Guy. He knew yeah. better. Shouldn't be involved. But he they thought he these guys were throwing newspapers at, at like at something upset, and they thought he was part of them. They ended up taking him. They they took him away. They arrested him. And with these kids, you don't see them again when, when something like that happens. They make them disappear. They make them disappear. So he went, he went, and he, he worked for, like, a general um, before this. Like, he worked for, him for, like, two years as a general. And my grandma realized that he was gone, and he wasn't coming back. So she went to talk to them. This general somehow got him out of there. But before that, he did. He was around these people that were getting they were getting killed for what they did, and he was going to be a Holy part of it. So, shit. and that's that's the type of life that they that they. So, had if to, you said one bad thing, it it just it was it was that type of environment there at the time, and there was so much hostility. Um, so during that time, that's they you know they lived there for a few more years until my my dad was about five years old. They had a three year old and a one year old, and they made a decision like. They can't do it. Once eighty two hit, eighty three, when the Civil War really took gear, mm-hmm. that's when they my my we already had family in us in the United States, so they got my grandma papers. Yeah, they got my 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 bro, my dad and his siblings papers, and they came here legally. My grandfather unfortunately couldn't do it that way, so he did initially come here illegally. Um, 
And yeah, they had to flee because of the Civil War. I, I don't know if you guys know too much about the Civil War over there. I don't know enough about it. But um, uh, yeah, I was I was studying a little bit up about it. Yeah, so it's, it's a big difference. I know you said something about that massive yeah, yeah. yeah. massacre. Um, that was one of the driving factors. They yeah. what the government did is a big driving factor is they had this. I don't know. It was a priest. Uh, Archbishop, Archbishop Oscar Romero. Yep, so he was a liberation main, theologist, yep, just yep. like Martin Luther King. They, so you did some research. They, 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 <laughs> <laughs> they I want to write it for an hour. <laughs> no, I, I've known about Oscar Romero for yeah. a few years. So he was he was yeah. an activist for them, and, and yeah. what a big thing that caused it in the middle of service, they went up there and they shot him up. They they killed him right in front of people, and that was a big thing that outraged the yep. country. He was serving mass, and they shot him while he was serving and mass. He was like a big figure to them, that, a the, man of the people, mm-hmm. and they took away their during mass during yep. mass. They took away their man of the people during. A, they also killed American nuns. Yes, they raped them. Four American nuns during the Carter administration. So, so were the, the, were the uh, American back death squads raped? Were they raped or after they were killed? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that's kind of important to the... Because you really see these American troops differently so, if, if they raped her after she got, you know. Yeah, there's a big morality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a big, big line. If we cross it, it's one thing. Kill him. If not, you know, two years. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's one thing to rape, but you're going to... A dead body that... I mean, but have some respect. Have some respect for have the some, dead. Yeah, Jesus. Let her rest in peace. I, the USA's had involvement with, with El Salvador since then. And the big thing, like going back again, you said Reagan administration. The reason of that is because, I don't know if it's Guatemala or Nicaragua, but they overthrew their dictator. And Reagan was afraid of them being communists. Honduras. Honduras. It was Honduras. So he was afraid of them being communist, And he was, afraid of, he was afraid of other Central American countries doing the same thing. So he they wanted he wanted to put a stop to El Salvador and them them killing their own dictator. So what he did is he sent troops, he funded money to their military to oppress the people so that that wouldn't happen to El Salvador. And he would call them communists, right? He'd call them communists, and he, and these people are normal people just trying to fight for their rights. They were literally the, coffee for farmers. Their mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know. Um, so that that incident where they they um, they massacred a ton of people, the the uh, the reason for that was because they thought that this town was working with the with the people the guerrilla warfare or whatever they were fighting against the government. So they decided to just massacre them. There was about a thousand people, I think, and like half of them were children. Just they shot they killed the whole town, and they are saying that U.S. troops were involved in this and that they helped aid this and they helped yeah. make these type of things happen uh, but uh, if you guys want to hear more um, learn more about this I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Voces Inocentes no it's it's about it's about that thing great movie like, besides it being about that, that it's a great great movie Jamie um, write that one down hi me thank you powerful <laughs> yeah. Jamie but uh, uh yeah that's that's the type of thing that they had the fleece from like my grandma was telling me stories of like um my my luckily my parent my dad and his siblings were too young but they would the government would come take the kids out of the house at 12 years old 10 years old train them give them guns and learn how to fight against against the opposing so they'd be taking children from house and they'd be like killing their own parents yep they'd be killing their own people they have to go at times going back to and if they refuse they're brainwashing these kids if they refuse they would take them they kill them right there they put them on the line and they shoot them if they didn't come, if they refused, or they fought, they did something wrong. 
Dude, and we and supported they, them. And, and, and we, we were like, yeah, let's send more money. Let's yeah. send more troops on there. Yeah, so at that time, like I said, my they were too young to be taken, but um, my grandparents knew that they, they couldn't be there. So they tell me stories of like, you know, the troops coming in, having bat, like having like gunshots all around. They have to put their mattresses up and they have to hide the kids. And that's what they have to flee from. You know, it's not. <laughs> Holy so that's, that's why they came in the 80s. When did you become aware of like the heavy past that you had like to deal with in your family? You know, not until I was older. You, my that's the thing with my family. I'm I'm not I don't consider myself like I mean I could be considered like first generation, but my they, my dad was here when he was five. My mom was born in the United States, so like they, mm-hmm. they grew up here. Like, yeah, there was they're that. pretty American. This is all they know. Yeah. Like, yeah. They can speak Spanish perfectly, right? Don't get me yeah. wrong, but. They, they kind of took the first generation role. So I feel okay. like I was more, I was hidden from the truth of yeah. things that went on because they okay. they saw more like, I know now because I'm older, we can talk about yeah. my grandparents, yeah. but as a kid, I didn't know. My, yeah. my, my grandparents, you know, they did very, very well for themselves somehow, you know, like mm-hmm. they, oh, sorry, it's coming from when they come from because they, they, um, they were they were smart like my grandpa's a smart individual you know he yeah. was going to college he was he was going to be a, a, a doctor that's what he wanted to be mm-hmm. came here he, you know had to work in a factory mm-hmm. lived in an apartment two bedroom apartment with a bunch of kids like what he what he ended up doing was he within like five years he was working he got his college degree and he became a minister and then that's how he got my my uh, my aunts and my uncle and my dad mm-hmm. out of out of that poverty in in, the, in New York is where they where they first started. Yeah. So that was yeah, kind of interesting. kind of their story how they came wow. and then you know from there. But yeah. Well, it's all I never knew that side of not only about you but just about El Salvador in general. Yeah. Was, I didn't realize how uh, war ridden it was. It's crazy. It, it, it the war lasted like twelve years. Mm-hmm. It was a Jeez. long, long, long fought yeah. war. Yeah. Uh, well, with that being said, do you wanna? I, th- I think you should ask Juan uh, your question. Do you have one right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. You go first. Though. You go first. I, feel like I already I saw, asked I feel like one. I already like asked one. Yeah. yeah. I already asked one. All right, since we're on you, George. Um, so, this is still a little... It's still a personal question, but I've always wondered this about you. And... I've known you for a long time. I've, I've known both of you for a long time, but I've known you for an extra long time. Um, and most people that do meet you would say right away that you're like this cocky, uh, really like stuck up guy. Um, I didn't get that, by the way. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I would, I, mean, I would say people definitely do come to me and say like, oh yeah, he's kind of, you know, just like a, a cocky person. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But once you, and Juan can attest to this as well, once you get to know you, you will definitely say, like, you're definitely more of a reserved, quiet kind of guy. I was going to say, I thought you were pretty shy. Once you do get to know (laughs) you. So which of the two would you say is a more accurate depiction? Is it the depiction that's a first impression, or is it a depiction of, like, oh, I'm I'm more of a quiet guy? I, I... You know, I, I get that often. <laughs> you know, and then the once people and I and I say I get it often because most people won't tell you that there was a but I've had a lot of people tell me that because they've gotten to know once me. Once they get to they know, you. know me, and, yeah. And I and I've, I've known and you. I get where it comes from, but it does come to that point where I'm I'm 
I'm more of a reserved guy. I am shy. <laughs> like, I, I am. And, you know I, mean? I like, feel like I, you would get people to tell you because they're like, oh, I'm so comfortable now because like, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to think you were trash. I'm like, I'm just in, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a bad way. I'm an introvert. <laughs> I, I really am an introvert, but I also have like, I also, I'm, you know in, your work. I'm in my head a lot, and I, but I, at the same time, I do know, like I, like you said, I do know my worth, and I yeah. feel like, I feel like, um, I don't, I feel like I'm not big in judging people, but I, I a problem that I do have, I, I would say, is like I do judge myself yeah. more than anybody, you know, and that's so you have like a high self esteem, self worth. Yeah, like I, I expect certain things from myself, yeah. and you know, I don't expect anything from anyone else. You know, that's not the type of guy I'm like I'm to judge people, but like for myself, I feel like that's kind of where it comes from. But yeah, like I'm, I'm just not a, I'm not a, I'm a big talker, but it's only to people that I feel like. You know, yeah. once they get to know me, you know, I'm just I'm I'm a shy guy, man. And like I said, <laughs> I've had people tell me like it takes a, it takes a lot out because all three of us have worked together, and like I've known the young version of you guys, and also now the adult version of you guys. So it is strange to like oh we were fucking children when we met. Now we were actively fucking children. <laughs> but we were children when we met each other. Right, just to clear that up. Just yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. Just clear, FBI. I, <laughs> I do not like little kids. Right? Yeah. No, but it is. I mean, even so, like uh, for you, it's different. For Juan, it's like most. I think most people would say you're you're very vocal and verbal, and okay. And it's really not I wanna say a that difference. Either. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I feel like people get different impressions yeah, from me depending I, I, on who, I, who it is and what my, where I Depending on their skin color, yeah. you probably make it bigger. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, I think Quan, I don't think Quan is like super, I think you're very, very talkative, you know, out of all of us. I would say you're the most extroverted. <laughs> you're you're the more yeah. extroverted. Like, you enjoy that. And I, I wish I could have that, dude. Like, you don't. I, I really, you know, <laughs> you I, don't. At, times, don't. at times I do, though, you know what I mean? Because I, I enjoy talking to people, right? Like, introvert doesn't mean I don't like talking, like, I enjoy enjoy talking to yeah. people, but sometimes when I don't, it takes a lot out of me, man. It's, like, I it, it's a small talk that yeah. is the most aggressive, yeah. because to just have a dumbass conversation about, like, today I had a conversation with someone, like, hey, it's Thursday, that's what they said to me, they said, hey, it's Thursday, and I was like, yeah, man, you got plans for the weekend, and they're like, not work, what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> what? Have, yeah, do you have plans? Like, do you, what do you have going on? not work if not work what yeah exactly so you work Monday through Friday to then not do shit for two days and then do it again Monday through Friday dude I think like you said last time like sometimes people just go on autopilot and there's nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like doing whatever task they were hired to do but like are there people that just stare at walls for an hour <laughs> do you just like this is my time to kind of chill out yeah I, I don't get it but no like I, back to the original question I would say you are definitely more reserved, but I did yeah. want to get your opinion on it. No, yeah, I, I get where it comes from. I, I do, I do understand it. And like, cause I, I'm getting better. Let's, let's, let's say that. Let's say that I'm getting better at it because I think the biggest issue is like I'm not the one to like. I don't. It's like initiate like. You don't want to initiate. Right to initiate. The yeah. Like I will, you know what I mean. But like, hey, how's it going? I, most times I'm very comfortable with being like. By myself. Just quiet. Like, I enjoy my time, like, to myself, by yeah. myself, and, like, I guess innately, my body isn't like, oh, let's go talk to more people and yeah. meet more people, because I'm like, hey, I'm cool right now, but, like, yeah. I think that's that's something that I'm working on, because, yeah. you know, to, to build more relationship with people, because... 
Right. I wish I had more of that. I wish I didn't feel the need to just, like, talk to people. Yeah. Because for me, it's always, like, I need to get the words out of my head. Right. Because there is no comfort. It is an ongoing battle. You're just like, all right, like I got this dumbass thing in my head, and like it's it's got to come out. Spit it out, spit it out, yeah. spit it out. So it is a very non-fun feeling. Do you th- do you think those things come from? Let's 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 bring this back to you. Like, do you think you're like that because of your childhood and how you were younger, or do you no, or do you think it's you were just born like that? I think when people say nature versus nurture, I think. De- I think like 60% has got to be nature. Like I think the way you're born, the way you come out is definitely it. Like that is, so I was at my grandmother's the other day and she was telling me that she walks across town, which is like a four mile walk. Probably, no, that's a, that's aggressive. That's like a, <laughs> a little aggressive. Mile walk. Uh, so from where she lives to Piggly Wiggly is probably like an, a mile and a half. And she walks, she's like, I can't just stay at home. And I'm like, well, that's probably why I have a very similar attribute to her because, like, she just can't sit still. So I think definitely it came from just being born with it. Like, obviously, growing up and you have a, a channel for it of, like, oh, like, I can talk to people. Like, I'm not worried about making an ass out of myself. But to truly have to talk to people, it's it's not fun. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can deep dive into, like... Were you not paid attention to another? Yeah, because I, I even remember I was you know at I mean? yeah I no yeah no it was definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. I got attention when my dad hit me, so I <laughs> keep talking until I know the crap. Yeah, you don't you don't, <laughs> yeah, keep me. you don't get that until you're older and you're like talking to a therapist about it, but like <laughs> they're like, oh, it's because you always got in trouble because that's the only time you would you don't see your dad is because you were in trouble. <laughs> And it's like, well, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's kind of shitty to learn about. Like, you would subconsciously get in trouble more and more because you would look for that, that just that conversation. The yeah. amount of times I had to call my dad at work over the phone, kindergarten through fifth grade at You're elementary school, dude, it was it was bad. See, see what it, you mean? It's the exact it, opposite. Like, like multiple times a month. Like, yeah, it was like. What'd you do? Just dumb shit. Like, get into fights. I remember one time I uh, flushed an apple down the toilet. <laughs> as you would think. That, <laughs> that's like, not even finished. That flushed 0% down the toilet. Did it get stuck right there in front of you? Or it went, it went a little bit? So what we would do, <laughs> what we would do is we would climb in between stalls. Oh, and what would uh, always happen is we'd knock the toilet paper out. Like we would climb in between stalls. Put your foot down. <laughs> you'd put your foot through the toilet paper and the toilet paper would fall on the ground and then you would just grab the entire roll and just throw it in the toilet. Bro, kids like you, I never understood <laughs> bro. Like seriously. I, like I remember seeing kids or something like I, I don't even understand where did I ever got that from. Like, you remember did you ever go into middle school or in elementary or middle school where there was, oh, like, a couple months, we had, like, a bandit shit taker that would take craps, <laughs> that would take craps in the urinal. I'm like, bro, you don't even got toilet paper. What, how did you do that? In the middle of the day. Like, bro, he would crab walk his ass back to the stall. It wouldn't be there at 7 in the morning, but it would be there at 2.30 when the bell rang. <laughs> so it was like, nobody knew where it came from, but, like, it was so happening. Good. That's, like... 
That's that, like that is a dry. <laughs> sh- I I never went to that far, but I'm sure oh. you gave me a couple more months. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dry shit, and I don't think yeah, I don't think I would have been it, capable of it. It just blew my mind. It's like. It changed my whole perspective. Like, yeah, wow, no. you can really do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's an aggressive. And move. people are made like this. Oh, they're yeah, and again, a hundred percent nature. <laughs> that is the way we were born. His mom taught him that, right? And you know what? Yeah, probably some. His older brother was like, "Dude, just you ever take Bro, a you know shit?" Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The funniest part about that is that no one knew except him. No, <laughs> like no one. He probably he probably had to wait till he was in there alone. He had to wait till. Was like, in the shit. middle of math class, but he knew, and but he uh, and they're like, the principal walked to every classroom. And he's like, can you guys please stop taking shots? <laughs> <from> this <laughs> this guy's just sitting there, just and quiet. It's just, dude, a straight face, like, and he's probably the one to get up and be like, guys, can you please stop taking shit to the urinal? I want to go home. Yeah, it's also the like uh, a psychopath is someone that uh, what is it? Oh, fuck, I wish I knew. Oh, a psychopath can lie without blinking? Like, if you can tell a lie without blinking, you have the traits of a psychopath. And that kid sat there, and he's like... What? He's like, who did it, guys? I don't think we ever found out who did it. And you would have never. I think he just stopped. Yeah, he's like, oh, I should probably... Good for him. That's that's, that's the end of the run. (laughs) (laughs) What a legend. Yeah, no, it's... that's No, the worst thing I did that I felt bad about morally was um this there was these like you know those 25 cent they were a lot more popular when we were younger those uh figurines you would get from coin machines those like mexican guys yeah those like homies and then after that there was this really popular like alien figures and they were like 50 cents because there would be like 25 cents and there was 50 cents so I remember I really liked them, and any any chance any change I found, anytime we'd go to the store on Sunday to buy groceries, I'd get one, and this fuck is the same one, and this kid that I knew had oh, the blue one that I wanted. That was because there was the twenty five cents, and then above that was like a little poster of them all against the glass. So you would be like, oh fuck, like these are the cool ones, and he had it fucking stationed on the corner of his desk and I walked by and I fucking snatched it without even blinking. I snatched it and like not even a couple seconds go by and he's like, oh, somebody stole it, blah, blah, blah. He starts like crying, like weeping. And we are in third grade and (laughs) Mrs. Miller. He knows he's fucked right away. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, guys, who took it? And the teacher's seeing this fucking 10-year-old cry. He's like, all right, guys. Empty your pockets. Let's see what happened. And I was one of that kid's best friends. <gasps> you should just stuff your pants, bro. And dude, it was deep in my pants. And I was like, dude, what happened? Who took it? Like, guys, come on, please fess up. Like, who stole this? <laughs> this is my friend you're talking. About. I was like, <laughs> y'all are assholes. <laughs> I, I swear to God, if I found out who took it, Joey, I found out who fucking took it. They're getting their ass kicked. And I seriously was like helping him under the desk. I'm like, did you drop it? Did somebody bump against your desk? Like, and I was just looking at him right in the face. And I was like, it is in my pocket right now. Because <laughs> it was at the time where cargo like pants. Yeah. Were, so, dude, I had 25 pockets. <laughs> You're gonna search all of them? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> and I stuffed that thing in there. And afterwards, I was like. Oh, Really. But you gotta commit. You gotta commit. <laughs> we all have different weird tendencies as a kid. I'd love to. I'd love to hear a story about you, Juan. Um, but I, I remember, I remember a, a scenario where 
it's weird to me now to think about it, but I remember one time in, in second grade, I don't know why, but I liked catching, like, you know how you can go and grab a net and catch, like, butterflies or stuff like that? I enjoyed catching butterflies and then putting them in the thing. But there was a time where... It started where, so wholesome. Yeah, that was so... Like just a lovely... It sounds like a... It starts off that way. <laughs> so, so... I started dissecting so, them and eating their insides. So what happened next is that at the end of recess, you couldn't take them back. You'd have to let them go. Oh, no. And I was like... Well, fuck I, that. I, these are my butterflies. Yeah, these are mine. Like, it took me all recess <laughs> to find two, three butterflies. I ran, I jumped, I climbed, and these are my butterflies, right? <laughs> you, you understand what I'm these saying? These are mine. Yeah. These are mine. These weren't just fucking landed in my pocket. No, 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 no. They didn't just fly to me. <laughs> so I, I grabbed them. They said I had to get them out. I knew they were taken from me. So I... I Did you have them in a jar? I, I had a, It's like a little box. Okay. I grabbed them. I took them all out. And I put them in my like sweatshirt to hold them, and I brought them into class. And then we're walking to class. I have in my sweatshirt. I, I you know, you have those open desks yeah. that open up. I put them in there, and I didn't want to let them go. <laughs> but then what happened was they died what pretty quick. <laughs> After I beat them up in my box, they died pretty quick. And I had this kid that like looked over me, and and he's like, "Why do you have?" What is that? <laughs> and oh, that's really yeah. yeah, and I was—I remember I was so embarrassed because it was like such a weirdo thing to do to keep like butterflies in the thing, and like everyone was just looking at me like they weren't even laughing, but they were just looking at me. It's like, why did he do that? <laughs> like, you ever seen Superbad? Yeah, where, where he draws dicks. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt. That's how I felt. How many did you have in there? I had like a good amount. I kept. I, it's because I left the. I left the ones that I killed already in there. Oh, so so I had like five. I had a couple days of them, like Holy of just shit. dead butterflies. Man, that's 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 a that's a feat. I was second grade. You know, what that's I mean? a but, feat. Yeah. Number one, you had to catch all five. Right. And number two, you had to have the audacity to be like, "No, they're coming with." Because yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna catch a few." <laughs> let him go and then yeah. eventually you were like nah yeah. <laughs> this ain't happening again did you, did you cry or anything like that I don't remember I know I was a little embarrassed <laughs> like I don't think I don't know if I cried I, that you know not really me but I should have just kicked the soccer ball around that day nah man you do what you needed yeah. that sounds like a great story yeah that was a really good story do you, do you have something like that where you were a kid like did something like super weird? Dude, like I, I was thinking about it as you were saying that and like the only thing that comes to mind is something that I was way too old to like... To be doing? To be doing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my earlier years in high school, I would say that I, I fucked with like two friends, two separate incidents, not that it was continuous, but... Um, I would always, like, pick, like, a periphery friend that, like, I wasn't that close to, but I kind of liked, and, like, I would always just fuck with them a little bit, just just a little bit. Yeah, just enough. Just a little bit, just a little bit. One specific guy, like, we were, like, in multiple baseball teams together, he he was, like, the only Hispanic kid at, in his school and, in, like, a ritzy school, so he, like, connected with me and stuff, and, like, this and that, right? And so we were in high school after we had not been in middle school together, yeah. and we're, like... It's not that we're running close circles, but like we'll always say hi to each other. We're always cordial and we're always like kind of talking to each other. Point is, this dude liked a girl that I kind of kind of. Did you also fuck with her a little bit? No, 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 not at all. 
No, she was just a friend of a friend. Okay. Like, she was a friend of mine, but like... She's like a friend of a friend of a friend. No, no, no. I, no, she was, she was just a friend, right? She was a friend that I wanted to have sex with. Not at all, not at all. Zero percent. But point is, um, he, he liked her a lot. He fucking loved her, dude. Like, he would every talk day. A, yeah, he would, he would talk a lot about her and stuff. And, but like, there was two girls that liked him. And he wouldn't pay attention to the one that, that, that like... Like, you know, that liked him he only paid attention to the one that had zero interest in him and I have no idea why I did this but I thought it would be so funny if he received notes to ask him <laughs> to say these from both girls dude I have no idea why I did that so you so what, you what was granted so like with the girl okay, okay. so okay. I I was let's I, rewind let's rewind yeah so the girl the girl how did you even think that this was I don't know why. Why did you think it was possible, first of all, that he would believe you? Oh, he... Did you write a note and put it in his locker? Because, okay, let me tell you how, how that came about. We what got a little bit of... or one individually? No, just one question. Overall? Yeah. Okay, keep going. So, I, like, so the, the way that that came about was that the girl who liked him fucking planted that idea in my head. So the girl who was like after him and, and trying to like chase that tail, you know, was like, funny? "Hey, what, what? You know, what'd be funny? You know, what'd be funny if you like <laughs> asked him out and like convinced him that it was like the girl that he likes, but really it's not, and it's really me writing the note, the girl who likes him." She had to have known that, that was a terrible idea. It was, but I was so stupid for having let myself get. She had like to have known, like, oh, okay, he'll get down, he'll come back to her, you know. But he's got to know. He's got to know, like this. She, she has got to know, like, okay, this idea is not going to work because he's going to think it's her and be excited yeah. and realize it's me and what, still be rock hard? <laughs> still be all bricked up? So he's like, well, now I got to commit. Well, I got to go to this girl now. No, I, I, you know, speaking of rock hard, um, I feel like, you know, right away, right, rock hard, but then as soon as she says, no, that wasn't me, it'd go way, way down. Oh, it would go, it would become an Emmy. Yeah, it'd be so far in that it'd be like, man, this is unusual. So maybe that girl is like, oh, it'll come back out a little bit now. No. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a wrong. Yeah. So, so wait, what did he say? Did he find out it was you? He did find out it was me. He didn't want to talk to me, <laughs> he to talk to me for a few months, like three or four months. Um, what what was that conversation? Can you can you explain? Yeah, it was like, just like, how did you find out? Oh, I don't remember. I Sadie's came up and he's. Like, I don't. Remember. I think I think. Well, I think she. He just went to the girl that was like, "Oh, you asked me out. Like, you're so beautiful. I would love to go out with you." She's probably like, "What the fuck are she you talking was, about?" She was like, curious. <laughs> it probably went something like that. Yeah. He's like, "This guy's delusional, and he's a crazy." I can person. just imagine that happening, dude, and how embarrassed you are. Yeah. Jeez. All right, now let's can move I you, on. Can I tell you? Okay. No way. Really, because I, I did that shit to two friends, bro. Two friends. <laughs> I went, okay, I went but like the other, the second story is a little bit different. It's not the same, but I fucked with two friends in similar ways. I, I want to hear what he said to you, though. What he, what he Oh, he was you? like, "Fuck you." This. Is- <laughs> Yeah. You yeah, yeah, he texted me, he's like, fuck you, you effing asshole, this and that. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. That is really funny. Okay, a few years later, me and a few friends, it's like autumn, and uh, we're hanging out with a few girls, and we're all like, he said look, looking for something to do. There's three guys, three girls, we're looking for something to do, there's a laptop, 
and I happen to know this one website where it's like this online Ouija board equivalent where you can type oh. in the, where you can type in the answers as you ask the questions. And the only person that's like aware of what's happening is the person who holds the laptop, right? Oh. So there's this like super Christian black dude with us, like biracial dude. He's love him, right? Super like funny guy. We had a good time, sports stuff, good time. But he was new to the group. Got to jab him a little bit. You got to hate him a little bit. Yeah, he's got to earn his Yeah, hey, got to earn his lumps. That's right. So, point is, like, we're playing this game. We're like, dear John, who's in the room right now? And then it names everybody. And everybody starts, you know, like, we move yeah. on. Like, dear, like, whatever. Like, um, what And you're the one typing these. I'm the one typing this in. I'm like... Where does so and so live? Like, how how many family members do they have? Yeah, that sort of thing. Like, and we're fucking with him. It's like, where do they live? Who is out of how many friends were aware that this that two. you were the one fucking with him? The other two guys, or well, the other one guy, um, one other friend, because there was three guys. Um, it was me and him that were aware. So you were just fucking with this one guy. We're we're fucking with this one guy and the girls. So like four people okay. total. So right. the girls are freaking out as well. Yeah. But this, the reason that I highlight this particular person is because like we were closer to him, and also everybody calls it a night. Like everybody's a little freaked out. If you like, literally an hour and a half later, it was almost like watching a movie. Like we were that deep into it. We were just asking this question, that question, and we're leaving. Everybody like. Hey, text me when you get home. Make sure you're okay. You know, like that sort of stuff, right? And uh, so, like, everybody goes home, and then we find out the next Monday that the one dude that we were kind of focusing on, yeah, he had to call his pastor at 3 a.m. to come out to his home in the boonies out in the country to like essentially to tell him that everything is okay and like cleanse his oh, home. No. <laughs> That shit fucking happened. <laughs> and we weren't even aiming for that, dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How long did... Oh. Did you talk to him afterwards? Did you ever tell him? We did, bro. And he was like, I oh, fucking asked. <laughs> <laughs> he took it like a sport. He was a great oh, sport, bro. He was an amazing sport. Because, oh, like, man. he could have taken that up the butt. Like, he gave us, like, a hard time for, like, a week. Yeah. But he took it like a champ, dude. Dude, the worst. Because, like, he literally had his mom woken up, his sisters. Dude, he was, he like, wasn't in a good spot. No. He was, like, having, like, a crisis. Yeah. He's like, Mom, I'm playing with the, the online media <laughs> <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably pissed. Yeah, she's like, well, first of all, why are you doing that? Like, first of all, it deserves to come. Yeah. Dude, I... You said he took it like a sport. I saw somebody get fucked with so badly in a church retreat and just Break handled down. it so well. Oh, okay. Thank God. They handled it <laughs> way better than anybody should have handled this moment. So, you, have you guys gone to, like, retreats and, like, overnight retreats? A ton. They're never... Yeah, way too many. I've been I can to agree so with you. So, I went to one and... Dude, I'm not kidding... At the end of the three days, so it was three days and two nights. So we stayed at these cabins. There was about five people per cabin, and there were some that were like double cabins. So it was essentially you shared a lobby, like five people that way, five people that way, all like a studio room. So there wasn't separate rooms. All you had your own bed, but it was all in just one giant room. And at the end of the three days, 
one of the counselors came to our cabin specifically and said, you guys are the worst kids I've ever met. And I'm never going to sign up for one of these again. Like singled out our room. And once I tell you what happened, you'll realize why. So you got to remember that the people that go to these church retreats aren't the good kids. It's not kids getting closer to God. (laughs) Those kids are fine. (laughs) Those kids love God. They're going to go to heaven as they should. They are fine. The people that go to these are being forced by their parents, by their friends. They're usually really, really bad kids. And the particular cabin that I stayed in. (laughs) The reason I'm there. The reason I was there, right? And the cabin that I stayed in did some of the most obscene things I've ever seen. Like like jail shit. Because the kids that I was staying with had been a juvie. They told me stories about them doing coke and crack. And they were telling me some of the most fucked up stories. And they're like, yeah, man, I had to make like burrito in jail out of like hot Doritos. And I would like put... I'd run the bag under hot water to make them melt, and I would shake it up. All these crazy fucking stories that I would never guess. Well, there was this one guy in there who wasn't a bad kid. He was just some dude who was trying to get closer to God. Got signed up for whatever reasons. And the first night, they shave his legs. As he's sleeping, they shave his legs. He didn't wake up. Well, they started to, and they would stop, and he'd be like, what the fuck? And probably in his head, he was like, no one's fucking with me. There's no way. And they did both legs. And they did half of his eyebrow. Half of his eyebrow. And the worst thing about getting half your eyebrow shaved off is that you got to commit to either the look (laughs) or shaving the whole thing off. And he committed to neither. (laughs) He decided, you know, that's just what I'm going with. And the next... So this was the first night. The next night, because he didn't want to come back to the cabin... The guys that I was with were like, well, fuck him. We're going to get him again. (laughs) (laughs) Or he doesn't want to come in here and hang out with us. Who does he think he is? Just like us shaving his legs. He too good for us? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, fuck him. So one guy starts taking a shit in the garbage can, in the garbage bag. So he's, you know, those very, like, those, like, that are one foot and a half high. He starts taking a shit in the bag. Not in the bathroom. They're like, hey, take a shit in the bag. We're going to put it in his suitcase. Oh, why don't you just take the bag in the bathroom? No, dude, this guy grabbed the garbage can from the t- and he brought it out by us because the people I was with were like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And he's like, no, I'll fucking do it. So he took his shit in the middle of a room and the rest of us were just looking at him like, is he going to do it? <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm done. And he picked it up with it on his ass and walked into the bathroom to, sh- to-, to wipe. Takes the bag, closes it, and puts it in this dude's suitcase. Okay. And we just have to sit in the smell of shit until this guy comes. And it's... Do we wait like two hours? We waited like two hours. We were just telling... You know, they were telling me stories about, you know, them getting in trouble. They're like, you know, I fucked this bitch, blah, blah, blah. Like, crazy stories. And I'm 16 and I'm like, I'm not closing my eyes one second. Like, I'm going to stay awake all, for, for fucking 36 hours. Like, there's no way I'm going to close my eyes. And... This dude finally walks in. And it's obviously it smells like shit. And none of us, they were trying to keep it cool and keep talking like nothing had happened. And they're talking, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, the food is bullshit or the cold ass rice. And this dude, like, is gonna get changed to take a shower and go to sleep. And he grabs his suitcase from under the bed and he puts it on his bed from left to right, 
big zipper all the way around, opens it up, and it, it fills the room with the smell. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he takes the bag out, throws it out the door, doesn't say anything to anyone, closes the suitcase, grabs it, and leaves. Just leaves. Just full-on walks out with the suitcase in his hand. And as soon as he left, all of us started laughing. And so the next day is Sunday, it's the last day, and that's when the counter walks in and he's like, You guys are the worst fucking kids I have ever met. He's like, I'm, I'm never gonna sign up for one of these again. You guys are the worst. He's like, What is wrong with you guys? And tries to give us this, like, way into you. All the shit that he was giving us an hour ago, of like, None of you, it's too late, you guys can all make it to heaven. Just Completely contradicted himself. <laughs> you spawn of Satan. These are the worst fucking people I've ever met. And I was like, I did nothing. <laughs> and Sunday Mass, the dude who got fucked with, they're like, all right, you know, Mass is over. If anybody wants to give their testimony and talk about their experience, he is the second person up there. And he's only the second person up there because the first person was a counselor. So he is up there. And the first thing he says just broke all of us. He goes, you know, the devil really tested me this weekend, but God shined through. And you just had to look at all the people that I shared the room with, and I'm like, yeah, guys, I, <laughs> I don't think we're with God. <laughs> I think we're probably the worst fight. <laughs> and just, dude, and they were actively laughing, and the worst part is they were laughing because he still only had half of an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and that was that was awful. That was awful. Oh, on that note, <laughs> uh, on that note, we'll come to our closing segment, which is our girlfriends ask us a question. No way. So earlier in the night, I asked them, "Please ask us a question." And so, as our closing segment, they asked us, "You ready?" Ready. When do you think is the right moment to propose? So, guys, thanks for having a good night. episode. It was great to you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. All when right. I did it, that's when. <laughs>